This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. It was a long journey up north for a midweek fixture against Premier League side in waiting Sheffield United. 300-odd City fans made the journey and witnessed, for me, another performance where we competed but got nothing for the game. An unchanged team from three days ago was a surprise for me. I at least expected Alex Scott to return and potentially a rest for Wells with Conway coming in, maybe even Sykes coming back from a four-game ban. But no changes and a very strong bench. And it's a bench that will cause a lot of discussion, I'm sure, on this podcast, Matt. I think it would. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a very long journey up, mate. Sat in the uh, the comfy passenger seat, you know, just having a little look around. Yeah, it must have been really taxing for you, mate. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, obviously, we'll we'll discuss the game and then um, Mr. Pearson's comments after the game, which were somewhat of a surprise to me and you as we were stuck in the. Uh, on the motorway, as the the four lanes merged into one, as we were travelling across to Halifax, but that's a that's yeah. a whole other podcast. The exactly, it, it really, it really will, is. That yeah. all wrong, wrong, but, wrong. But like you, mate, I expected changes, so I was surprised that it was um, was the same team. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about the eventual substitutions and yeah. uh, the comments on the back of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee's three words were same situation suffered. Um, and uh, we start every podcast with our talk talk club check in, and um, I'm gonna go first, Matt. I've had a couple of beers actually. I'm um, oh. yeah, I, I've loosened. I'm loosening up as the Excellent. as the progresses, and uh, I'm I'm a, an eight out of ten. I enjoyed the, the enjoyed the journey up, and um, yeah, the the result aside, it was a uh, it was well well worth the effort. So I'm I'm an eight out of ten. How about yourself? I'm probably a six because I've just spent the last four hours driving back from Halifax and literally walked through the door now. So probably a six, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll increase accordingly as the night goes on. Yeah, absolutely. We bumped into a lot of people um, on the on the way up. Was it what services is, was it we stopped at? Uh, we stopped at Woodall services. Woodall services. Yep. So we bumped into the one. Yep. Yeah, the the however many people were on the double decker coach. Uh, Chris. Yep. Um, Chris Chard was on there, and and obviously uh, yeah. George and and Jerry Tocknell and all Tom. all of, all of the usual faces, yeah. um, and you know, yeah. top top marks to everyone who travelled up up to Sheffield on a Tuesday yeah. night. Diane Keith as well. I've got to say hello to because we saw Diane him Keith, as well. Absolutely, so, yeah. 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 And uh, in the concourse, we bumped into James and Matt Kingston. Obviously, Matt's been on the podcast. They're waiting for James's debut. And we also bumped into our guest, and that's Stuart Gardner, a returning guest. How are you, Stuart? <laughs> Good evening. How are you? Yeah, it's good to. It was, it was lovely to meet you. It, it was face to face. Yeah, it, it was. was. Yeah. And oh, no, I'm a big fan of what you do. Um, it was good to meet you. Um, sadly, couldn't get the result, but yeah, yeah no, it was. It was, it was good. It, it was excellent to see you. And everyone who went was a hero, basically, on a Tuesday night. Yeah, lovely to meet Sheffield. your son as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Absolutely, right? absolutely were. And um, Stuart, do you want to give us a score at ten? Um, well. It's now what quarter past six, and you've, you said you got two beers on board already. I haven't got any, so I'm gonna have to no, say, still say it's about, <laughs> around about seven. I'd say around about seven. I'm still thinking back to last night, and it's making me slightly annoyed. So seven, 
Well, and you don't get to see City live in person as often as as we do. And you were really hopeful of seeing some of Alex Scott before he potentially goes off. We only are forty five minutes from Bramall Lane, so it's nothing like you guys. Um, but me and my son, my son was born in Manchester, but he's a massive Bristol City fan. Down to my fault for that. And we were driving across there, and I said this is the last game we're going to see this season. And this is might be your last chance to see Alex Scott in a Bristol City shirt. Looking forward to this. And I did think we're going to see Scott. We're going to see at the start Sykes back from suspension, Conway, all that. And I was really disappointed when the team news came through. And um, yeah, and I, I, I was a bit, I was a bit flat when the team news came through. To be honest. I really want to see those players. I don't really know why we were unchanged. I don't get it. So we were a bit, we were already disappointed before the game started. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh, we felt the same, no patch, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we talked yeah. that on the way up. We really expected it to not wholesale changes, but like you said, certainly Scott probably. Well, we both would have brought Sykes straight back in. Um, Tommy Conway to get to give Naki a rest, although you know, in fairness, Wells was my man of the match, so I wasn't overly with that one. But yeah, it was um, probably the Alex Scott one was the real shock for everybody, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, um, right, let's get into the, the, the minutes then. And uh, on the fifth minute, there was a really well-received minutes applause for a Sheffield United legend. And obviously, being part of the FPA, uh, we love to you know celebrate former players and wanted to join in with that one. So it was Eddie Calhoun, I think is the pronunciation. Um, so a great minutes applause for a Sheffield United legend. And I went on YouTube um, mainly to see how you actually say his name, but watched a number of videos um, of him being presented with a Scotland cap that he didn't receive at the time. Um, and yeah, fa- fantastic number of videos on there and some really touching tribute. So yeah, it's great to be able to join in with that. Um, into the 12th minute, King King's ball finds Wells and his cross finds Cornick, who brings it down really neatly on his chest and gets a left foot shot away on target. Stuart, um, watching it back on the highlights, if he goes either side, that's probably going in. Great bit of football. Um, we made a really, really, really positive start to the game. Uh, obviously, that is at the far end to work from where we're watching, but still, it, it was too close to the keeper. But a great bit of football. The slight concern was that was our only shot on target in yeah. the entire game. And that was after 12 minutes. But at that point, I think we made a really bright start. I know Cornick has had, should we say, mixed reviews uh-huh. since he signed, but I thought he was d- decent enough last night. And um, that was a positive start. I, th- I think, particularly in the first half, actually, I think he played really well. Yeah, Matt, your views on Cornick, obviously, as you said, he hasn't hit the ground running. Um, but Mimetti, who kind of did has now dropped out of the team and Cornick's in. So, you know, he is getting those opportunities. And and there's a couple of occasions in the game yesterday where he did all the right things and it was just that final pass. Yeah, clear, clearly Nigel Pearson likes Harry Cornick. Um, he's, he's referenced his running um, and, you know, he, he is a different option that we've, than we've got up front. Um, and I, I, I'm... I'm great. He's growing on me, Harry Cornick. I've got to be honest with you. There's there's bits of him that I really like. The frustration is, and I, if I said it once, I said it half a dozen times last night. He did the first bit of a move really, really well, the hardest bit, and then when it came to the pass or the layoff, he mucks it up. <laughs> it was like 
I think that's where the frustration comes. He, he, you know, there were times where he held the ball up. That move that you talked about, Patchy did really well to, to to sort of lift the ball over, and then the shot wasn't quite there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm um, you know, I've, I've heard other people say he's just not good enough. He's no, he's not stronger. I, I don't see that. I think he's okay. Yeah. Well, you remember there was there was a great move on the right. He had it on the right hand side, a great turn and a great move, and it came to the through ball, and it was awful. Yeah, which is a shame because it was really good. It was like yeah. you know, three quarters of it was great, and sadly, the most important bit yeah. wasn't. He megs one at one point and sort of ran through. And he's he's got those attributes. I've seen him do it for Luton, so I'm I'm still hopeful that yeah, um, not this season, but certainly next season. Yeah, 15th minute, great pressure from City again, and the ball comes in from Cornick, and they're shout for a penalty after a, a Sam Bell is upended. Watching it back, yes, it's a foul for me, but it was outside the box, Matt. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I thought it was a pen because of the way the, the ball was coming across. Um, I've just literally watched it back because someone put it in a, in a, a group that we're on. Um, it's clearly a foul. I think Baldock's a bit cute with it because he tried, kind of almost implies that the two of them got tangled up, but it's 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 one of those sort of experience put you at the time patch. Was Sam Bell didn't go racing to the ref, so you know it it probably wasn't a penalty. But if it's a free kick, it's a sending off. So yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and then um, City win a corner after the shot was then deflected by um, after the shot was came in from Sam Bell and was deflected out for a corner. Stuart, you're, you've obviously seen Sam Bell grow in as much as we have in over literally the last three months, four months um, since he burst onto the scene really at Swansea. Obviously, we, we've seen him before that, but not to that quality. For me, he that's his position. I think he, he's really good cutting in, coming down the left-hand side, cutting inside and, and causing real problems. Yeah, it looks a real threat, didn't he? Particularly in that first half. Um, it's funny, when you, when you saw Sheffield United, they are so much bigger than us, so much more physical. Yep. You saw that Sander Berger and, um, you know, McBurney. So yep. much bigger and more physical, and someone like Sam Bell, it, it, it is like is so slight compared to guys like that. And I do think when we think about what's going to happen in the summer, we could do with a bit more physicality in in the yep. side. But as for Sam Bell, what he's achieved this season is a bonus because I don't think at the start of the campaign we'd have said he's had the impact. We would say that he would have had the impact that he has had. He's made the most of his opportunity, and that's all you can do. He was not out of place at all against a team who are probably going to be in the Premier League next season. So it's a bonus. But I do think you look at the two sides, how much bigger and more physical they were. And that's what we seem to be missing, I would say. Physical yeah. presence, particularly across the midfield. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've I think we've spoken about that. And the yeah, agree. Yeah. We need that physical presence. And just just touching on that, Sam Bell, Tommy Conway debate at the start of the mm. season, a number of people actually thought that Tommy Conway might go out on loan and Sam Bell mm. would stay. And others thought Sam Bell would go out on loan, but neither have gone out on loan. And both, at this precise moment, are first-teamers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Sam Bell's probably surprised all of us in terms of certainly the last few games playing that that left role um, and whipping the ball in his the quality of his cross wasn't quite there last night as it was on Saturday at Watford, mm -hmm. but you can't you can't fault his his effort. Um, and he made some great runs, and the pass to him were, were dreadful. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, as you say, Patch, we didn't expect it, but he's um, he's proven to be another sort of beacon of light, isn't he, in a, a season that's you know, yeah, yeah treaded water a little bit, <laughs> fizzling. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, 30th minute, Max O'Leary comes to claim the ball and it kind of wriggles through his body, but it gets cleared. Then a good ball forward from Andy King sets up another City attack, which ends with a deep cross, far too deep, um, from Sam Bell. But Stuart, you've obviously seen a number of quality goalkeepers over the year and covering, covering Manchester United. Um, Max O'Leary burst onto the scene, took Dan Bentley's place after that impressive performance at uh, Aston Villa three or four years ago, mm-hmm. and he'd been very patient, gone on loan, come back in. Where do, where does Max O'Leary fit into Bristol City's future for you? Well, I was going to bring this one up because I like Max, obviously. I think he's a good goalkeeper, but... A, he needs competition, and it, it doesn't have any right now. And is Max O'Leary going to be the goalkeeper that leads us into the playoffs, into the Premier League? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think so. My, my feeling is his distribution is not great. His kicking last night wasn't great, and that's a massive part of modern goalkeeping. And my my gut instinct is he's a, he is a good goalkeeper, is he a good backup goalkeeper or is he the number one goalkeeper that we need? Or do we have other issues that we need to solve rather than bringing in a new goalkeeper? I don't know whether he's top quality. What do it, you guys think? Yeah, really good, really good debate. And Matt, we, we've we had this conversation obviously with Gary Harris in the last podcast and uh, it's the lack of competition, absolutely, as you say, Stuart, that we the, he hasn't got. And, you know, I haven't seen Wiles Richards play. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 a really interesting one. If he gets that competition and he improves and his kicking improves, um, he is capable of making worldy saves, but we haven't seen too many of late. But it's a really interesting one, Matt. I'm, I'm exactly where Stu is with it. Um, I've probably even had a bit of a dang turn with Max. Um, last is last night's case in point. Sheffield didn't really have many shots at goal. I know we, you know we only had the one. I, there was a, a bit of a grass cutter that Max saved. But the thing for me is when there's a moment, as there was with their goal, which we're going to talk about, he doesn't make that save. And that's the thing yeah. for me at the moment. He's not he's not winning you those points. And you you talked about sort of what you know the, the keepers that Stu will have seen over the years. You know, De Hay's a great example. Um wins you games with saves. You just go, wow, as he saved that. And I'm not seeing that from Max. And the bit that I think was the differential between him and Dan Bentley was his distribution. And last night, Patch, we kept saying it. Why does he have to when he, he distributes the ball? He goes for absolutely the touchline and there's no way that they're going to win the header. So that's the thing for me. And, and I would absolutely be looking at competition for him. Yeah, completely agree. Okay. Um, so 45th minute plus one, Jada Silva deep cross to no one at the back post somehow wins a corner from which Matty James doesn't clear the five foot two Sheffield United man, Matt. It really <laughs> winds me up. It wound you up good and proper last night, didn't it? But, I mean, and Matty James knows himself and, um, you know, he he was frustrated himself. 
But how many times did Sheffield have a corner, Sheffield United, I should say, and whipped it in and you're thinking, oh my God, like, you know, Max has got to come through a crowd of players to try and get a punch on it. And we're, we're not like that. That You know, you'd almost, you'd almost concede a corner against us because you don't feel there's any threat. <laughs> now, this is, this is honestly, it, it does drive you mad. I know this has been a, a factor all season. We seem to, seem to have mentioned this on podcast, but... <sighs> Corners and the crosses are so bad, it drives you mad. And I don't understand it because surely that's what they work on all the time. I just don't get it. Why they're so bad? Why yeah. they often waste height and not being the first man? It's infuriating. It's that floated ball as well, Stu. That it's not even so from a defensive point of view, you can see the flight. There's no whip on it. So, you know, if you, if, and, and again, your point about the size of them. Sander Berg or whatever his name is, because Chris um, Patch kept calling him Christopher, but <laughs> it, it would just rise and head that, or they've got John yeah. Egan at the back. So you've got to try and put it under the bar with a bit of whip on it. And Matt, Matty James just doesn't do that. Um, you know, and we'll go on to other dead ball situations last night, but yeah, <laughs> it's shocking. And, you know, you're, you're dead right. That is something you can coach. That is something you can work on. I'd like to think that he would spend half an hour to an hour after a training session doing it just on his own because as a professional footballer you should be able to hit a mark mm. nine times out of ten yeah yeah absolutely and and they're on the highlights there's a, a Sheffield United corner and it's it's brilliant it's yeah. whipped in with yeah. pace yeah. it's going to cause whoever it you know it's going to cause the defender problems it's going to cause Maxi Leary problems yeah it has to improve next season for me and in fairness Patch it's not just that to Matty James we've had the same with Jada Silva taking them the same yeah, yeah. with um, Alex Scott taking them Naismith. so it's a, it's a problem yeah Naismith probably was slightly better but yeah yeah. Okay. It's, it's got to it's got to the point where you get a corner and there's a hugely a massive roar, isn't there, when you get a corner? Here we go, lads. Now it's just you just stand there and just shrug your shoulders. Can we have just can we have a throw? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk Thank you. Right, halftime summary from Rob. Uh, you'd have to say that was a pretty poor half of football. Sheffield United have been dreadful, but in all honesty, we haven't been an awful lot better. Both sides have played countless long balls that have gone astray. Ball retention and control on show has been very average indeed. Despite that, we've had much better openings, but our final ball and composure in the final third has been considerably lacking, and hence why we remain goalless. We continue to show little threat from set pieces, but even more noticeable is the extremely high percentage of times we hand over possession from our own throw-ins. You'd expect 
things to improve in the second half. So we most definitely will need to or will rue clumsiness and lack of ruthlessness in the attack from the first half. Desperately need some more finesse and more purpose in play. So I'd be readying Naismith, Conway, Scott and Sykes to come on sooner rather than later. Matt, um, Rob's saying it was a pretty poor half of football, but I thought we... Not, we... Yeah, sorry, not for me. Um, and, you know, I know Rob wasn't able to be there last night. I, th- I think you do get a different perspective on the TV because you don't see the movement and things like that. I thought it was a, a strong showing from us against the team sat in second. We quietened the crowd. Um, and in fact, the, the crowd, you, you just didn't hear in the first half, did you? 26,000 there were. Yeah, hard to believe really. But, you know, and that was because of the way we were playing. And, and it was um, from from back to the final pass, the final ball, I thought we were very good. It was just those that quality in the final third. Um, but no, I don't. I don't agree that it wasn't. You know, I thought. I thought we played actually pretty well. I've got to be honest. Mm. Okay, into the second half then. So, fifty third minute. I've got Cam Pring booked after he takes out McAtee wide on the right. And you were really impressed with McAtee, Matt, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, Stu might know a bit more about it because I've got a yeah. feeling he's on loan from Man City, Stu. Yeah, that's right. I've seen him play quite a lot in under twenty one football. Um, He's a top quality player, honestly. He's really good. And I've seen him play, obviously, as I say, at at reserve level. And he's superb. And it's frustrating that that we don't sign players like that on loan. We know we've had plenty of discussions, haven't we, about loans over the (laughs) the season. It's frustrating because he made the difference in the end. How old is he, Stu, do you know? He's only he's only like late teen, I think. Is he? Yeah, he's he's really good. Um, he's a lad from Salford. So he should play for. He should be playing for United. What's he doing playing for? City? Yeah, I have no idea. But he, um, yeah, he's really good, and uh, he is a quality, yeah, quality loan signing. The sort that does make a difference. And yeah. we've, you know, we've spoken about ad nauseum, haven't we? We could deal with one or two of those. Yeah, I'd almost go as much to say he, he kind of changed the game for them. Mm. He gave them something so different, and we struggled to cope with him. Well, he came on came on at half time for John Fleck, yeah. who, as I understand it, they were just wanting to get him on the pitch, get him some minutes ahead of their semi final. Right. Okay. Um, you seen and Sykes was warming up all at half time. Yeah. Of half time for us with yeah. with like his shorts on. He didn't have a full tracksuit. Or it looked like he was going to come on, but didn't. But so that he might have made it. I I, I felt we we maybe could have done with a half time change. Not that we were bad in the first half, but I just felt we needed maybe a bit of an injection. But yeah, you know, I I mean. Patch will tell you. I was crying out for Andy Vyman to be subbed at halftime yeah. because What's I just thought, oh, honestly, mate, I don't, I don't know. I, you can't fault his effort, and there was a bit of a social media debate going on. You know, I've seen fans saying he's got credit in the bank for last season, mm. but that's an absolute rubbish. Mm. Um, you know, you don't play on the strength of what you did a year ago. But his passing last night, and and it, some of them were simple balls. That he just got wrong, and yeah. and you're sort of looking at it thinking, Christ Almighty, we've got Alex Scott sat on the bench, would play in that role. What's going on? So yeah, I was with you. I I fully expected to change at halftime. Because Nigel said it afterwards. I know we're going to get come to that in a bit, but he was saying how good his senior players were. Yeah, and obviously yeah. That, that includes Andy Vyman. But honestly, yeah. I, I couldn't. My son loves Andy Vyman, but even he was saying, "What has happened to Andy Vyman?" Yeah, I could, I, I just don't get it. I I no. don't understand it. I agree, yeah. But I will say, um, and I'm sure you both agree, Andy King was outstanding mm. in that first half last night. 
So yeah. Pearson got it right there about, yeah, and James as well. But yeah, I thought King yeah. was superb. Yeah, maybe a senior player as he's referring to, Andy King and Matty James. But yeah, on on the Andy Vyman thing, he is absolutely, um, you know, one of one of Bristol City's standout players of the last three four mm, years. Absolutely. Um, but I just, whether it's the whether it's form or or what, obviously it is form. But coming back from um, from an from an injury. Um, it's a strange one. I, don't, I just don't like him in that three-one. I, I like him in the two-one as opposed to as opposed to that. But yeah, absolutely, completely agree. Sometimes it just doesn't happen for people, and Alex Scott should have come on um, in that place. Yeah. Um, in the fifty-eighth minute, Stuart, um, it's a, a booking for Harry Cornick mm. after time wasting um, at nil-nil on a throw-in, which was a bit weird. It was so strange, that wasn't it. And, you know, it, it's one of those where the referee likes to make a show where he, he runs across and, like, shows the card and shows it almost to the fans behind him. I mean, yeah. it, it was just a ridiculous. Why be t- why why when it's our throw in an attacking position, why would we be time-wasting? I, I just didn't understand that. The, the thing with it as well is what, what Cornick was saying was he didn't have a towel there and they yes. did have a towel the other side. Uh, I wonder what is, was going on, mate. Yeah, yeah, and there is a rule because he came onto the pitch to then speak to the ref, didn't he? And there is a rule that if you if there's a towel available for the home side, you've got to make that available for the opposition. Yeah, and I think oh. that's the point he was making. So actually, the ref got it wrong to book him because you know he was quite right to make those. Um, so we might we may even be able orders. to get get that one rescinded, Matt. No, you, you you can't rescind yellow cards. I don't think. No. Oh, right. Okay. No. Right. Okay. Um, so we do get a change, uh, Matt. In the sixty-fourth minute, it's uh, Conway coming on for Naki Wells. Fine, and uh, Sykes coming on for Cornick. Um, so yeah, it's it's those two changes that we expected around the sixtieth minute. Wells for Conway um, and Sykes for Cornick. Would you have made those exact changes? No, um, because Alex Scott would have come on for me for Andy Vyman. Like I said, that would have been my first change. Um, certainly I, I got the, um, the Cornick one, um, for Sykes. Cause again, I would have started that way. The Naki Wells one, I mean, Naki, he just gets frustrated, doesn't he? When he comes off. So again, that one you would have got with Conway cause you want to get Tommy on as well. I'm, I might've changed it and tried a two up top. Um, yeah. but yeah, the one, the key one for me would have been Scott coming on. I just couldn't understand that. Yeah, so that was Naki Wells' 150th club appearance for Bristol City, Stuart, and mm. he's had an up and down 150 appearances, hasn't he? <laughs> I mean, his stock is is high, is so high now, isn't it? And there was a time where it looked like he was he was he was done really. Um, I, I like you know, I like him a lot because he gives everything. He gives everything. I mean, obviously his goal scoring record is okay. It's not nothing special, but he just gives you everything. And I think fans just that's what you want. Um, so yeah, I think to to make that many appearances after, yeah, some real ups and downs, it says a lot about him actually. I'm I'm pleased he's I'm pleased he's staying. I was mega frustrated with the way he was being played for a lot of those games, Matt. As you know, yeah. not playing up front in a two, not having the support. Um, he's got one goal every five games if you look at his stats. So thirty goals in 150 appearances, but it, it, that just doesn't paint the right picture for me of of Naki Wells. No, I agree. Um, and you're asking him to do a job to hold the ball up and try and bring others in. And that's not Naki Wells. Um, 
so I, I'm hoping that's something we do address in the summer. But yeah, um, he, he does get very frustrated. But you know, you I think you made the point last night, Patch. We've seen the best of Naki Wells this year, and mm-hmm. similarly with Tommy Conway when we played them as a two. Yeah. Um, and yet we don't, and that, and that's the area at the moment. Take, taking the the mistakes that we've made at the back, but that's the area that's the concern. I think we've scored thirty four goals in the last thirty five games, something like that. Um, you know, so we need more goals in the side. So you then have to look at okay, well, is the shape we've got getting the best out of it? And we're not, you know, for for all of the good work we're doing, we're not forcing keepers to make save after save after save, are we? So Saturday was a bit different with Watford, but certainly last night we never. That that Davis didn't really have a difficult save to make, did he? No, I think. I mean, we're we're talking twenty four hours after the game, and if we'd still been playing, we wouldn't have scored. No, I think you're right, Frank. Because simply because there was no nothing wrong with effort and energy and desire but absolutely no cutting edge at all and a complete lack of quality for like in the final third when it really matters which is such a shame because we were we're nearly good but we're not quite which is such a shame isn't it yeah i think someone when i put that we didn't get anything after deserving something i think someone put on my uh my tweet uh how many points is it you get in for deserving something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark Carter, is it four or five points for deserving something? It. But, but, but again, it, it's quite, you know, you can look at it and go, I think, what are we, 10 points off the playoffs and I don't know, 11 off yeah. the relegation. Yeah. And yeah, we, you know, look at what the points, you know, two games against Sheffield United, we were the better side. Mm. Two games against Watford, we were the better side. Yeah, but if you don't put the ball in the net, it doesn't count for anything, does it? So... You know, I I still don't think we are that close to no. being, you know, we've played Luton and been battered by Luton, or not battered, but they were much better than us. Um, Burnley, head and shoulders above anything else in the division. Um, yeah, we did well against Middlesbrough, but I still think we are some way off challenging and sustain a consistent challenge yeah. from where we want to be. It's, it's, we're not missing, and when it's not like we're missing loads of chances. Exactly, we're not yeah. getting loads. Of, we're not getting yeah. chances, which is the yeah. most worrying thing. Yeah, agreed. Okay, seventy third minute. Alex Scott does come on eventually, um, right. but, but for Sam Bell um, and not Andy Vimer. I won't come to Matt on this because I know the answer. <laughs> but uh, Stu, were you um, were you confused by that one? There were quite a few things confused me, but I was I was. First of all, I was glad to see him come on. Honestly, I was glad to see him come on. I find it, I found it a bit odd. I thought he had to replace. I, I thought he had to replace Andy, but it was good to see him. When I know it wasn't his best cameo performance, but it was good to see him come on. But yeah, it was a slightly odd choice, should we say? Yeah, because Sam Bell was causing problems, man. I'm going to have to bring you into the conversation. Yeah. Um, Sam Bell was causing problems. And Andy Vyman wasn't. He's he was yeah. having an off, an off game, and then you you take off Bell and and move Vyman over the other side. I I just don't get it. And and you know people sort of say, yeah, well, you know, Pearson won't drop him because he's captain in, and that's that's fine. You know, people will have that opinion, but you you have to look at the performance on the day in a game. And Andy Vyman was not good last night. He didn't. So I think someone said at halftime he had 19 touches, but those touches, none of them were what they should have been in terms of creating. And some of the chances he had to make a simple pass were that a simple pass. Sam Bell was causing um, Bulldog problems. 
was putting the ball in the box. Yeah, he overhit a couple. But that was where it changed for me. And we'll talk about what Nigel Pearson said. Mm. But he made changes that, like he did on Saturday that I don't think um, were the better changes that he could have made. Keeping Sam Bell on, moving him to the right, bringing Mimetti on to the left, that would have been a better change. But he didn't. And, and he, he took off a threat for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Sam Bell, uh, sorry, uh, Alex Scott comes on, Conway's on, Sykes is on. At this point, for me, Sheffield United turned it up a notch, put it into an extra gear and started to really come at us. And in the 77th minute, they get their goal. Um, and they said, Nigel Pearson says about a couple of players switching off. Well, looking back at the the, the highlights... It's only really um, George Tanner who's slightly out of position when it's fed through to McAtee to run through and finish really well. Um, So the goal, Matt, was a a sucker punch and their tails were then up. Yeah, I I can't remember if it was Matty James who lost the ball, but Matty James also didn't track his runner. So George Tanner came inside um, for um, Ndai... Um, and that then left a, a relatively simple pass out to McAtee, who finished it well. But yeah, George got caught. Matty James, I get, yeah, didn't didn't track the runner. And again, I, I looked at Max, and and it was a good finish. But Max sort of comes out, stops, mm. and he's got the whole of the gold then to aim at. So I'm not blaming Max. It seems like I've got a bit of a vendetta against him at the moment, and I haven't. But it's a save again where you think, God, you know. Is that a save that Bentley makes? Is that a save that that Backman would have made? Or, and it's all if buts and maybes. But yeah, it was. I think both Matty James and George Tanner were were at fault there for that. Obviously, Stuart, the goal's down the other end from where we are, yeah. but it was it was coming. I think for me, yeah, it was. I didn't think they were great. By the way, no, I mean, I'm, obviously yeah. their record is, is you can't argue with their record. But I, I didn't think they were great. And if you think, God, they're going to have to do some serious work when they get up, they, they're going to get promoted. They're going to have to do some serious work. Um, but it was always a case of if they scored, you felt that's it. Mm. You didn't think they'd score, but don't worry, we're still in it. We'll come back. I felt I always felt, to be honest, it was going to end up one or two nil simply because they're the sort of team who will create a chance. Big physical size, as we've said before, it's hard to totally concentrate as a defender for 90 minutes and not letting any space or not let let it, not letting any chances through because there haven't really been many chances for Sheffield United, and that's one of the very few they had. But they were clinical, and um, you're right, Pat. It was you did feel in the in the ground. It's turned a bit. It mm. probably was coming. There was a hell of a roar, wasn't there? Whenever they yeah. went forward, it was yeah. a real like yeah. roar. You could, for the first time, I think yeah. I felt there was twenty six thousand yeah. people there. Um, so yeah, that, that was uh, yeah, as I say, a good finish. But straight away after that, Matt, we're we're up the other end, and Alex Scott pulls the you know pulls his socks up and and is upended on the edge of the box. Mm. But his free kick is really disappointing and hits the wall. Yeah. Um... It, I mean, it was that you can't you can't say anything else other than it was a dreadful free kick. He <laughs> he knows that better than anybody. You know, it wasn't probably wasn't natural side for him. Certainly to go for goal anyway. Um, I the only player I can think right footed that that used to be able to do that was Beckham, 
And I know mm. you're talking about the absolute very best, but he would reverse the ball, wouldn't he? So you'd think he'd be going round the wall and then all of a sudden it would go the other side. Mm. And I think that's what Scott might be trying, but I mean, it was it was dreadful. And, and may, maybe was part of the reason for Pearson's comments afterwards. Mm. I mean, that's the only reason I can think of. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, only other note I've got is Mameti coming on for George Tanner. So just sort of throw in another attacking player, more attacking player on, on the right-hand side, Stuart. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit too late for him to to have much of an impact. Um, I, I I mean, I, you know, he's, he's, he's the sort of player that you do like to watch as a fan, you know, because he's sort of mazy and could do anything. But by then, I think he couldn't really... I don't think he could really be expected to to turn the game, but we 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 threw him on. Why not? Just just one word about that that Alex Scott free kick. I I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of uh, people who sort of get their phones out and start filming on and take you know uh, yeah. games. But I just thought to myself, I'll tell you what, it took ages for, for for the free kick to set up, and I thought, hang on, this could be you know <laughs> Scott is going to score his final goal. Whatever. This is I thought, oh to hell with it. I'm going to film this, and it was like, <laughs> oh, you know what? I deleted it straight straight away. Delete. Sure, I did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Delete. Straight away. Yeah, yeah. No, I um, I, I put it on our WhatsApp group to say just an example of uh, how not to take a free kick. But <laughs> there we go. Um, right. We had five minutes injury time, but it ended ended one nil. Matt, and uh, we'll we'll do the ratings now if that's okay, and then we'll obviously talk about the interview afterwards. Yep. Um. Yeah, because I'm running out of battery power by the looks of it, because my laptop was in the car. Um. So I've gone max six. Um, if I was being harsh, I could go five because I didn't think his distribution was great. Um, but I'll go six. Zach Viner, I went seven. George Tanner, I went six. Um, not not really because of the goal, but I thought George had a bit a bit more of a quiet game last night in terms of getting forward. Um, Pringy, I went seven. I thought centrally, you know, against McBurney and that Ndai, um, they didn't really have much of a sniff. Um, I thought defensively were good and, and J.O. went seven. Um, then in the midfield, Andy King, um, I went eight and probably that should be a seven, but with man of the match on the overall game. But I'm, I'll, I'll keep it as eight because I, I did think he was class last night, King. And it makes you kind of feel a little bit, for all my arguments of you can't offer him a new player contract, you know, maybe the bloke needs to play a number of games. Because when you are that little bit older, you know, you need to be playing regularly to to keep your form, don't you? So, um, you know, you said, Patch, from a squad point of view, he's been pretty valuable at times this season. Um, so, yeah, eight, eight might be a bit OTT, but yeah. Um, Matty James, I went seven because I thought we, for large parts, we controlled the game in the first half, certainly. Um, and then the kind of downsides, really, Andy Vyman, I went five. Thought it was a poor game from Andy. I was even tempted with a four, but that would have just been me being in a mood. Nakia went six, not the greatest service, but but worked hard. Sam Bell, I went six. That could have been a seven for his endeavour, but probably the quality was missing. And Cornick, I went six. Um, so overall, it was a 6.45 rating. Um, and Nigel went six. Um, that again, I could have gone for a five, but I think that would have just been me being a bit bloody minded because of the subs and what he said. Actually, playing second in the league, you wouldn't have known certainly for the first fifty-five minutes who were the team that were in second. Would you? So you know, credit for that, really. 
Okay, right. Let's let's just talk about the interview afterwards. So um, the crux of it was a, a disappointing impact from the bench. So that so it doesn't mention names, but Sykes, Conway, and Scott obviously were those substitutes. Mehmeti came on too late. A couple of players switched off for the goal, but the subs didn't give the injection of energy and quality that I was expecting. Is the is the the lion's share of what he said? Obviously, it was a four and a half minute interview. We're not going to read the whole thing out, but Stuart, we've we've heard Nigel Pearson call out specific players rather than actually mentioning their names throughout the season. Well, a couple of times, I should say, this season. Um, but but this one just seemed a little bit odd to me because Conway and Scott in particular came on, and yes, they didn't score or set up a goal, but. It didn't look like they weren't putting that, putting in effort. I didn't understand it. I, I enjoy Nigel Pearson's interviews, and often after a game, I agree virtually with everything he says. Um, this one, I, I didn't understand it at all. Um, it's clearly a message you want to get across because it wasn't as a result of being asked a question about it. He just went straight in and said it. I can't quite work out. I mean, he doesn't name names, but basically he does because he's, he yeah. says it's the subs and we know Conway, Scott, Sykes, wasn't it? Not Mehmeti because yeah. it, it was... So that's who he's talking about. And he said on, on one of them, it doesn't matter who you are or how big a name you are or whatever, something like that. So I think he's having a pop at... I think he's having a bit of a pop at Alex Scott. Um, any of those guys who came on, they didn't have a great impact, but was it because of a lack of effort and a lack of energy? I don't know. Tommy Conway didn't really do anything, but that wasn't because of, I don't think, in my opinion, that was because of a lack of effort or energy. Same with Scott, and I thought Sykes was okay. So I don't get it. Is he trying to bring Is he trying to bring a couple of lads down a peg or two? I just don't know. I don't get it. And he's a very experienced manager. He doesn't say anything that without having a reason for it. But I can't work out what that reason is. Matt, when Conway came on, uh, he picked the ball up almost straight away and looked to be to get in an attacking position. He brought the ball down. He passed the ball simple. And as I said earlier on in the in the minutes, that was kind of when in the seventieth minute when Sheffield United put it up an extra gear as well. So don't know actually how many touches Conway. Scott and Sykes actually have. I remember a, a Sykes run down the right-hand side where he opened up his legs. I remember Scott jinking inside, getting the free kick and a few bits and pieces. But, yeah, just a, a real strange comment for me. We said it, didn't we? We, we listened to it in the car and both of us look, looked at each other and thought, mm. well, I, I don't know what you've seen there because I certainly wouldn't have accused Tommy Conway of not working Alex Scott, it didn't come off for him last night, but he's, he's the sort of player where it isn't always going to come off. Um, he definitely meant Scott with that comment around, I don't care, you know, don't care who they are. Um, and there's the the, the bit that I, I really struggle with, and there's been a lot of, you know, if you go on OTIB, um, and probably I shouldn't do, but lots of people saying how, oh, I mean, I, I put a comment about Conway saying, I, I couldn't see... Tommy Conway do anything different than I normally see from Tommy Conway. And someone came back saying, well, you don't know what job he was asked to do. Um, if he was asked to do something different, he didn't. I said, yeah, but it, it wasn't that. Pearson didn't say I'd ask someone to do a job. He was questioning effort and the impact. And that bit, I, you know, I just, I just couldn't understand. But to then follow it up and talk about his senior players mm. and Andy Vyman had a poor game. 
anybody that was there, the, the three, 400 that were there last night, I can't believe anybody would say different to that. Um, and he didn't, he didn't reference that. So I, I thought it was poor. I don't think it's great coming out and saying that um, when you're potentially looking at selling him in the summer, because that then will raise question marks for the people that might want to buy him. Um, the fans that talk about, you know, I've seen people say, or, you know, Nige, who we have saying about, we need a bigger bus. Um, and then fans going, oh, why is it when someone criticizes, it's talking about throwing them under the bus? For me, saying to those lads, talking to those young lads, like he did, and you can say, oh, yeah, but he praises them, you've got to take criticism. Fine, keep that in house. Don't come out to everybody else and say it. He could have done exactly the same to Sykes, Scott and Conway in the privacy of the dressing room. He didn't need to come out and say it for me as a fan to the media. Now, again, my opinion, others disagree and think it's a great move because on Saturday, Tommy Conway gets six and Alex Scott will get the other three in the 9-0 win. And he'll turn around and say, oh, well, look what he did. What a genius. But no, not, not for me. It doesn't work for me. I, I don't like that kind of management style, whoever it is. People might say, oh, Klopp does it, Pep does it. Fine, I'd say the same. I don't like it. He had no need to do that, I didn't think. Yeah. Okay. Um, rolling on to Saturday then, and it's Rotherham at home. And I think we desperately need a, a win by a couple of goals. Um, I've gone 3-0 in the prediction for this. Obviously, we did the predictions a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. But I'd love to see, Stuart, I'd love to see two up front on Saturday and not this four, two, three, one. I'll just, just go back to two up front. If it's three, five, two or four, four, two, Mike Bassett's, whatever. Let's get Conway and Wells, Conway and Bell, whoever up front. What are your thoughts? Please start Alex Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Let, let's, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Um, let's go for it. Um, I think it does make a difference. You know, if you finish the season, on the front foot, I think that does yeah. work through until the next season. It gives you a bit of a a boost in the summer, and it, you know, I, I think it's it's it, you know, you don't want to you don't want your sort of lasting memory this season to be a, a, a pretty poor performance at Ashton Gate or it all to fizzle away. So yeah, I I, I think we should go for it. Um, we've got enough attacking players to go for it. And um, what would what two would you? Ha I mean, would you have? Would you go back to the Conway and? Wells and that oh, that was the best stuff I've seen this season. Conway and Wells when they played up top. But let's ask Matt, Matt, what do you think? I mean, Conway and Wells is in my head, but then do you play Sam Bell left midfield or right midfield? Because he doesn't deserve to be dropped. No, he probably doesn't. And because of that, I, I probably would go Sam Bell left, um, Conway down the middle, and Sykes right with Scott in behind. Four three three. Yeah, the ne the Naismith one is an interesting one because he, he he doesn't look anywhere near fit. So I don't know that you could start with with Naismith. So you probably have to go King and James again. Um, but yeah, that that it would be the front element I do. What do I think Nigel Pearson would do? I think he will pick exactly the same starting lineup Saturday as he did last night. Yeah. My oh, goodness. Can I just ask you about the right back again? Who have name I've of Kane. Kane Wilson. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Well, he, he apparently he apparently he came off last night, according to the uh, to the to the guy <laughs> reading out the numbers because number two came off, and we're like, who's number two? <laughs> yeah. Just sorry. I, I 
because I'm not fully always fully across this stuff. Has, has there been has anybody asked him, the boss, the manager, where is he? What's happened to him? So historically, they have, and he yeah. said that he's not he's not at the fitness levels needed. But no, over the last few weeks, not not that I've seen, and I, I do watch the presses. Yeah. Um, and it's one for me. And 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 I said the other day, Stu, I, I would be very, very surprised if he's not gone in the summer. Yeah. Um, you know, Gary, I was I'm not I'm not saying anything that um is sort of betraying confidence. Gary said on the podcast that um, you know, clearly someone's made a mistake in and you know, Nigel doesn't sort of fancy him, which what worries me is that's the League Two Player of the Year last year, and we're talking about that's the, the the bucket of players we're likely to be, you know, trying to sign in the summer. Yeah. Um, so if the League Two Player of the Year doesn't do it, um, I'm I'm hoping that it's because, like a bit like Atkinson, a bit like Sykes, he yeah. may need a little bit of time to settle. He's had a couple of bad injuries, but yeah, I, I would have been giving him a bit of a run out just to see what what he was all about, but. You know, when you've got you've got Harry Leeson, a, an 18, 19 year old academy graduate, is getting the bench over him. Mm. You've got a question, haven't you? Don't you just need a preseason then, Matt? I'm not I'm not going down that route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've got to question it. Oh god, for anyone who's uh listened to the last podcast, the Watford podcast, they'll find that funny. Um yeah, yeah Matt, uh in terms of the the back four, it's pretty much picking itself, isn't it? Unless Naismith jumps in, um, but Jada Silva has been playing well. Jada Silva is a, a separate conversation, really. And obviously, you were on Sound of the City yeah. on Monday with yeah. uh, with Ellie and Nige, and um, Jada Silva came up. Yeah, and he's put he's still putting in good performances. I was the only one out of the three of us that, that would offer him. No, I think Nice changed, actually. It was Callas that I was the only one that said I would offer a contract to. Um, yeah, you? yeah. Um, and and only on the basis of him being fit. And I know, obviously, mm. they'll get you sort of say, well, look at his injury record. But... Oh, you there, Stu? I'm here. I think Matt, uh, Matt's just disappeared. Oh, his battery probably Matt's went. battery is dying tragically <laughs> at the last minute. Yeah, Troy, you were just about to jump in on that conversation. Were you talking about Callas or Jada Silva? No, well, to both, to be honest with you, I really like Callas, but I mean, do you do you offer him a, do you offer him a contract or pledge? It, he he'd get he'd get he'd get a move somewhere, wouldn't he? He'd get a good move somewhere because he is excellent at Championship level, but he's got to play, isn't he? He's got to be yeah. fit. Yeah, Callas is the interesting one. I mean, it's for me, it has to be like a a. a Play as you play as you pay as you play type yeah. type scenario because he is all he's he, I think he's the highest earner at yes. Bristol City if you if 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 we're uh, if if we what we've seen is anything to go by um, but he is an international quality defender yeah. if he does stay fit all season he will be our best defender Matt Definitely. Matt's back and I think you were illustrating a point about Jada Silva or Callas I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, so it was. It, sorry, me laptop died. Um, yeah, so I, I said a, a, a fit Callas, absolutely. I would offer terms to because I still think he's our best defender. Yeah, and Jay De Silva over the last few weeks, he's been very good. Hasn't shown that consistency, so there's that debate with it. But probably, if he would be willing to, um, you know, recognize that he's going to have to fight with with Cam Pring, and that's what you want. You want that competition. 
then I would do. But I don't. I don't think he will sign Jay. I think he's, you know, if your agent's saying, look, I can get you a move yeah. to Coventry, um, you get a big signing on fee. Then why would you sort of thing? So, but aren't um, you a bit suspicious of players who, who start playing really well when their contracts? Yeah, to be? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, he, he's probably played the the best football we've seen from Jay De Silva since he yeah. was on loan over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, he's looked like a real threat going forward. I don't think he's been fanged out defensively. No. Um, so yeah, it's a, it is a, a, a bit of a strange one. Um, did you see him? Did you see him when he was like had a tackle with Sander Berger last night? You couldn't have two. You couldn't, you sure, couldn't yeah. have two more different. Flat <laughs> to the Giants, isn't it? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Brilliant stuff, right? I'll park the city stuff for a minute, but Matt, as I know you are a Man United, is supporter or fan the right word? I don't know, um, but obviously Stuart is Man United TV. Man United in third place now, looking like they've kind of settled there. What's uh, what's what are you thinking, Stuart, in terms of United season? Well, this is this week is this is this this is the season. They've got Europa League quarterfinal tomorrow night, and then they've got FA Cup final, uh, semi-final against the superb Brighton on Sunday. And then, so you can either have you know the possibility of a treble of cups, yeah. or the season might just completely fizzle out. So um, it's the next three or four days, mate. That's that that that's that'll tell you the story. Yeah, yeah. They've been unlucky with injuries now as well, haven't they? When you know, you don't want to be losing Marcus and you don't want to be losing Martinez, um, but that gives opportunities for other players to step up. So, hey, But Marcus is back, mate. Would you like to know Marcus is back? Is Will he, he be back for fit tomorrow? He's oh, back. He's in the squad, mate. They're all coming back. So, Good. yeah. You know, might, the season might finish well. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, though. I'm just looking at the table now. Arsenal mm. on Man City, obviously, um, vying for, for first. Goal difference, 43 Arsenal, Man City, 50. Man United, 9. Yeah, well, they've had... Remember, mate, they lost 7-0 at Liverpool. They conceded oh, yeah. 6 at City. They conceded 4 at yeah. Brentford. There's been a... It's been a slightly odd uh, campaign. So, yeah, if yeah. it goes down the goal difference, really finishes in, in the top four, it might be a bit of a problem. But there you go. Yeah, well, that's What's one of my... goal difference? Is it minus, isn't it? No? We're, we're minus on minus, minus three. three. Minus three. Yeah. And, and I... Uh, you know, finishing top of the bottom half, as as you say, isn't yes, isn't uh, anything to hang your hat on. But I was really hoping for a zero or a plus goal difference. But let's let's get a three nil win, as I'm predicting, um, at home to Rotherham. Get it back up to zero, and then go into the final few games fighting for a zero or a plus goal difference. Matt, do we get a trophy for that if we do yeah. or not? No, sadly not, mate. <laughs> and, and you've gone for the weekend three yeah, does, does that go up on the honors board top of the bottom half it goes on my honors board um but we're just talking about the awards so may the 4th is the is the gala dinner we find out who the player player of the year is young player of the year etc and one of the awards Stuart is supporter of the year and yeah. I don't see how you can look past Matthew Withers for this <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, attending every game this season, yeah. writing yeah, a column in the bloody yeah. evening yeah. post, yeah. doing a podcast about it, has yeah. a wall behind him, which is full of Bristol City's pictures. <laughs> and stuff. Um, can you think of anyone more fitting, Stuart? I can. T- total agreement. 
total agreement hero and it need, deserves a medal in fact more than a, yeah. a, a yeah, yeah that's supporter of the year no it's fantastic you're effort too, you're too kind thank you very no, much but yeah there's, pl- there's plenty that go every game that yeah. I see as well so I'm not not unique with that at all but uh, uh, and also yeah. Patch I was, I was sitting a few rows behind you last night and I did notice that every time there was a, a, something happened in the game you had to make a note of it on your phone and because you've got to try and keep you know when you for the podcast <laughs> I, I think yeah. you can't relax and just watch a game anymore can you well thank you for your acknowledgement Stuart it's yeah. Um, yeah. It the worst bit last night, Stu, as well, is that he was looking up for the minute and they were playing some Egyptian holiday clip on the, <laughs> the advertising board. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So you couldn't even see the minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, I've, I've trained my eyes now that I've got one eye that focuses on the phone and one eye that focuses on the pitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I'm not going to lie, it does take a little bit of the enjoyment out of it for me. Yeah. But now I've committed to doing a podcast, um, I'm, I'm sort of set setting it and as much as matt says just have a look at the sky sports commentary and see what yeah. that looks like but it's just like throw into bristol city and I, yeah. yeah you know um yeah I, I, it's it's fine it's fine it's, I, it's appreciated the efforts lads you could honestly you can see you know that it's a great effort it's a great especially for people yeah, who are a bit that. uh distant from it if you like so yeah no it's it's keep keep going yeah that's no, very kind of you thanks that. mate and uh, yeah, well, as, a, as just before we start hit record, um, we've got something exciting coming up for the closed season. We did the music and memories, and that may return in some form, but um, I'm going to keep it under the hat for now. But well, there will be some exciting closed season uh, podcasts coming. Um, Give us a clue, come on. No. No, I, gonna... I was going to say you, you you've set the bar really high there, mate, <laughs> and I know what it is. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they're going to be they're they're going to be coming in the close season. We, what, what is it? Three games, four games left. Three, yeah, three, three games left. Rotherham, three, Rotherham, Rotherham, Burnley, QPR. Yeah, QPR, QPR playing tonight. They must be, mustn't they? Oh, I don't know. Um, hang on, very quickly. Competitions: Blackburn, Coventry, QPR, Norwich, Swansea, Preston, Watford, Cardiff, Borough, Hull. Right in yeah. But yeah, right, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, as always, Stuart, for your time. Um, you'll be back in the closed season for one of those very special episodes, I'm sure. Excellent. Um, yeah, good luck for the rest of the yeah. season with Man United TV as well. Thanks, mate. And it was great, great to meet you, mate, as well. Yeah, face to face. yeah. great stuff, lads. Great yeah. stuff. Great stuff. Right. Follow us over on Twitter. Take care. At 3PIAPC and playing us out is the Shucks. Take care, everyone. Cheers all. I'm drifting along, it's a one-way road. Just like the tumbleweed or a standing stone. Far away from the city call. myself on another bar store Taking the time to think and pray On the life that I once had Before it fades away Taking the time to talk and laugh
Turning into a whiskey 